You're on Car Talk with Manny J. Another Tuesday night, more car-related topics. Uh, in the studio with um, with Alan, what's happening? Nothing much. Just happy to be here. Uh, always happy to have you guys on. Uh, James from Amos Movies. Yeah, how you going? Not bad, mate. And Peter's in again. What's going on? Same as usual. Same as usual. That, that's always good. That's always good. Um, a few topics tonight, which we'll, which we'll get to. We'll get to the um, Uber fiasco that's happened in the States. I don't know if you yeah. guys heard about that. Uh, but the, the the driverless car uh, killing killing it was a pedestrian, I believe. Uh, I think she's riding a bicycle. Riding a bicycle, that's it. Yeah. Can't remember now. Um, but yeah, we'll get to that a bit later. But um, really, really uh, interested to get to get you guys you, you guys' opinion on, on on something. Now, I saw a, a nineteen a late eighties uh, BMW eight fifty i. I mean, did you guys know what they are? Like it was like BMW eight series, like from the eighties with the pop up headlights. Really, really, yeah, yeah, coupe. really, really, coupe, yeah, really, really, uh, I think a really cool looking timeless car. V8 or V12. That's exactly right, yeah. They, they came with the, um, uh, with, with the big, the big V12. Um, now I know the maintenance on one of those would be absolutely terrible, but, um, I saw one, yeah, like, like, like that, James. Um, uh, I saw one of those in the city, uh, the other day, and I, t- I took a photo of it, and I'm like, bloody hell, this is still a nice looking car. You get a good one, still around 40 grand. About that, um, and at forty grand, um, you know, that, I mean, that'll that probably get you one of the one of the best ones. Uh, I've seen some hovering around the twenty grand mark with a replaced engine, um, but I, I researched more into them. This car came up with a lot of tech for its time. It had stability mm-hmm. control, like this is for the you know the the late eighties, early nineties. Um, obviously, with the, with the with the two different engines, um, with, with the V8 or the V12, yeah, it was a really good GT car. BMW really. Kind of don't make a, a nice GT car like 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 something like Timeless is that anymore? Like mm-hmm. I, I think they're the cars. Are, are you saying times. the i8 isn't Timeless? It's it's different. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it that way. It's different. Um, but I I I, I mean I'd, I'd still if I was given one I'd, I'd totally rock one. But um, I got speaking to to my my panel beater a while back and he actually owns one. He's got an 850, uh, which he which he's just recently repainted in silver. Um, he's had it. He's had it for God, I, I can't remember how, how many years. He's had, he's had it for a very long time. And it's it is still I, th- I think like a really really gorgeous looking car, um, and in the silver, um, it was it's it, yeah exactly like that James same wheels, um, really really nice just you know, elegant looking car, but I can't remember the last time I seen one on the road like I, I recommend um, I don't think I've ever seen one yeah I don't yeah. either um, I, I saw one back in the day back in the day yeah, um, I mean they were very very expensive when they were new two fifty grand yeah um, that was to get your foot in the door I believe mm. um, but. Oh, that would have been the era before the LCT was brought in, so yeah. So that's two fifty. <laughs> just, mm. just it's just plain two fifty. Um, but I saw, uh, um, I think it's like a dark blue one. It was, it was an eight. It was an eight forty. So they came with the V eight. Uh, I took I took a photo. I had to take a photo of it in Trevor because I, I didn't see one. It's like didn't... a Ferrari on on the uh, scene. It does, yeah. Um, with with the rear and the, oh, yeah. the the big lights hit and on on the back of it, really, really, um, really, really cool looking car. Um, and, and it, it's got bigger wheels, and it was it was a you know a middle aged lady driving it, and it looked like I got up next to it, the body was straight, it looked it looked clean from what I could see, and I'm like that was that's probably been the last one I've seen one on the actual road mm. ever since I can remember. Um, I've no, actually never seen one like like driving. I've always seen it either, either seen them parked. Um, I've never seen any at like a cars and coffee event or anything. So it was really really cool to see one of those on the road. Um, I remember watching a wheeler deal a wheeler dealer episode, and, and uh, I mean in the UK there's quite a few of them, and they're and they're, they're quite cheap. But um, they bought one and did a few things to fix it up, and they said it was quite a lovely car to drive. Um, would you have worked on a few in your time, Peter? No, I never worked on any. I saw one in the dealership. I said I'm going to buy one of these one day. Yeah. It was a white one. White one? The only other one I saw was on the road. Uh, businessman was using it. Yep. A few people in the car, and his bonnet was popped. I'm pointing at him going, your bonnet's popped. Oh. And he's like, nah, don't worry. You know? You're kidding. Not my car. <laughs> not, not his car. <laughs> Uh, if only, if only we were able to just say, ah, it's, it's not my car. Don't worry, don't worry about it. I've got three of these. Yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I was just, I was, I was really taken back. I'm like, it is a really, it is still, to, to be honest, like a really, really lovely looking car. Um, a car that I would, I would actually, if I had, if I had a lot of money to to be able to afford the maintenance, mm. possibly buy. Um, because because I think they were, they were, you know. Just again, like a really time timeless car. They're, yeah. they're one of those cars that really stand the, the test of time. It's really not, and it's something different. Like you wouldn't see, you know, no, no one else would have one. No, mm, I, that's I mean, right. Yeah, I mean, like everyone in the beam in the Beamer community just does E30s and and you know E46s. 
I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sick of them. Like, like you see them everywhere. Um, but something like that, it's like a kind of a bit of a statement kind of car. Yeah. Like it's, it's like this was like baller spec back in like you know in in the eighties, nineties, um, and it's still pretty damn cool now. Um, and I, I think that that's probably going to be an investment car because they, they oh, yeah. you don't really see many of them around. Mm. And the ones that you do, um, like for example, that one was like either really really Mac or not not that great in comparison. Um, look, we've got to get to our first break of the night. Um, we've got uh, Anthony and Reese coming in the studio right right after this, so we'll be right back after this. That was the presets with One For You, uh, One For Me, their latest track. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard that song. Really, really cool. Um, we also like to support Aussie music here on Community Radio. Um, so coming back, we're now joined with uh, Reese. What's going on? Hey, Matty. Yeah, good, man. What are you guys up to? Not much. During, just before the break, we were talking about the A-Series, and then um, as, as we went to the break, um, Peter here is like, to me, that was that was like legit, like your car that you wanted. Um, and during the break, uh, uh, during the song, you were showing us the, the latest M8 from, from Geneva. It's not really an M-Series. It's not really, well, it, to be honest, not really an 8-Series, is it? No, it's not. And I think that's the thing that, you know, I, they're trying to close all the gaps in their range yeah someone in china who is wealthy enough might want one of these to drive around in because nobody else is yeah and if you're trying to close it's like all the it's like bentley's have got the suvs now yeah lamborghinis are looking at suvs yeah, they brought it out the, um, U- Uris the Uris, yeah. Yeah. yeah so you know it's just closing the gaps in those markets that someone potentially might want it who's loyal to the brand so yeah it's just filling the hole I mean, we're talking during the break that um, the, the original A series, like well, that A series in particular, was such a statement car. Like if you had one like that, that is a statement. Mm. Um, and I think that's something lacking in cars today. Like, like because you just see oh, just bah, just a Lambo or bah, just a, just a Ferrari or you know, like. But I think the only company that really kind of still makes those kind of cars is kind of Aston Martin. Yeah. Um, they're like, geez, that's an Aston. Like, wow. Like, you don't, you don't. One, you don't see them, but two, like, that, that's that's an Aston. You know, like that. That's right. Or Bugatti. Yeah, or, yeah. If you, yeah. If, you, if you see Bugatti, like, holy crap, that, that's that's a, that's a, you know, that, that's a, that's a Chiron or it's a Veyron. And the only, like, the only other car company that I can think of that does something like that is probably Koenigsegg. Yeah. That we don't hear. I mean, they haven't got the tradition or the history behind them as some of the other brands like Lamborghinis and Ferraris and I guess even Aston Martins and yep. Rolls Royces, but they've got the cars. They've got the exclusivity. Yeah, I mean, I mean there's, a, there's a few cars. I'm like, Okay, like, I'll, take, I'll take my previous statement back. There is a few cars that are still the kind of statements. Like, like you get your Maybachs. Like, that's a, that's a statement car. Like, that's, you know, you, you're rolling in it. To be honest, to be honest with you, when I, see, when I still see a Rolls, I mean, a Rolls to me is still a bit of a statement, but it's not as, not as strong as it used to be. Yes. Um, but to me, to be honest, a Maybach, like a, a, a S-Class Maybach is... Is like, you know, gold. Um, but yeah, like like the the A, the A series was like like legit, um, way ahead of its time. It's just such a cl- uh, like a um, classic and timeless piece. Um, I, I think it would be more than welcome in any any uh, car guys collection. Hmm. How about Porsche? It depends on the Porsche. Uh, on the Porsche, um, it'd have to be um, like like early on elevens were, were were kind of a they were a mixed bag, but like a GT3 RS. Um, like like a late like a later model one, yeah. yeah, definitely. I just think uh, like like we were talking about with the um with the KN and stuff like SUVs, it's kind of watered down the brand. Yeah. Um, or a Carrera GT, um, which is just like the ultimate in, in terms of in, or, or a nine one eight really. Um, yeah, yeah. So nine one eights were, you know, when they first talked about it, uh, must have been twenty ten or twenty eleven. Yeah, they released a teaser video saying they've made a hypercar. That would get, I think, two point five liters for every hundred yeah. kilometers. And when they released that, I'm like, impossible. Mm. And I don't know. It took them probably three or four years to bring it out, and they've had it out, but it hasn't gotten the publicity and everything else. When, going back to the eight series, I think one of the, when I think of the eight series, the Japanese equivalent in my mind is an NSX. Yes, from yes. Back in those times. Yep. And I was like, well. Maybe that's what NSX was inspired of. I'm not sure, but still, NSX is 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 more of a supercar. It's it's, it's mid engine. It's it's got yeah. it's got that center uh, linkage. Um, I don't know if you know about that, but like um, Arden said, it helps like um, do do the do the chassis tune and really it was like it was like kind of his kind of his baby. Um, and it got a, it got a it, you know clean NSX is now like over 150 grand, um, which is which is pretty crazy for for like a, a V6 Honda. That is the that is the new NSX which you which you're showing us. Two of them. Two of them. Well, where did you see them? 
custom cars and coffee. They were there. Um, they were there. Far Honda, out. Honda was actually there. Oh right, okay. Yeah, so Honda was there. Um, so the Nismo you showed, yeah. And yeah, they had the NSX. Probably the only two that have been sold in Australia. Well, you know what though, I've heard. Um, I was I was watching uh, Matt Farah's review on on that. He, he did a one take, and he reckons they are one of the best driving cars he, he's ever driven. Like 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 in mm. in, in in terms of um, like power, like it's it's far, it's fast as hell. But like the way it drives is yes. just it's phenomenal. It doesn't bottom out. It 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 never feels not planted. It's it's superb. And people are like, oh, it's a video game, and it's not a it's not a real NSX. He's like. Forget about what the original NSX was. This in itself is a, is a masterpiece as a car, and I, th- I think Honda are kind of coming back now. I mean, the, their current Civic Type R has got like the, the front wheel drive n- no bigger in record, which is which is phenomenal. Um, it's it's, it's faster than, than an original Zonda <laughs> in the no ring, which is which is crazy for a, for a four cylinder hot hatch. So I think I think they Honda is still kind of flying the flag for for Japanese performance. Considering Mazda's said no, um, Toyota's kind of on on their way back, but Subaru's been there, there and about. But um, I mean, Mitsubishi's gone with the Evo that that don't don't exist, no. and they ruined the Eclipse name by bringing it back as an SUV. I think that's just like you know spat on its grave. So um, it's good to see that that they've done that. Um, but yeah, getting back getting back to the to the eight series, um, I think they if BMW need to, like need to really reinvent that car, um, really bring that car back because it's it you know. It's one of those cars that are timeless, and but but the fact that is when you see one, you're like, wow, that's an eight series. Mm. Um, if I see like a you know, like like a like an M4 or something, now I'm just like, Ugh. like yeah, I, that a... doesn't doesn't do it for me. It just no. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Mm. But yeah, look, um, we'll we'll move on uh, about the Uber yes. um, accident. So yeah, okay, so you, you on your on your Facebook page on 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 Carlo, um pop, popped up a post today, and 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 Alan and I, and I were, were having a having a talk talking your post. Um, and he said, okay, it was, it was one of their driverless Volvos, I believe. Yeah. And, and it, and it hit a cyclist. Um, yeah. uh, she was walking her bike. Okay. Uh, so she wasn't riding and it said that she, there was a crosswalk, but she was outside of the crosswalk yep. away from it. So she technically didn't cross the street correctly. I'm not victim blaming. I'm just saying these are the facts. Yeah. Um, and she stepped out in front of the car on a four lane road, which uh. is, gonna be busy yeah so i feel like even if the car was driven by a person it's not something they could have avoided yep so i don't think it's a self-driving problem yes so this this is where this is where the gripe is because everyone's like oh it's a self-driving car you know it yeah. machines are to blame it it you know at the end of the day if we look at st- statistics it, you know humans kill other humans more than than this has happened like this is just like i think one of those freak accidents that, that the car itself couldn't avoid I think, I guess James raised a very good point. And on the back of that, let's take another industry, aviation. Yeah. Planes used to come down. With autopilot and other things, Mm -hmm. planes are still up there. And what that means is that, you know, all the pilot has to do is take control when they're taking off and when they're landing. Yeah. That control needs to be in somebody who's got thousands of hours of experience for them to perform that maneuver, yep. even though the plane, the the uh, planes would be able to do it themselves. Yep. But during flight, let the autopilot do what it has to do. Yeah. It's very similar. So we've gone from manual control to machines in the aviation industry, yep. and that's improved the safety element of it yep. significantly. We don't. I mean, now if there's a plane crash, the whole world knows about it. Yeah. You know, and and how many flights do we have every day? And the chances are reduced significantly. Yeah, um, I, I just think still um, the whole the whole driverless car thing is still like it's a big thing for us. Like as, as humans to get our head around. Um, I know Alan's completely against it, and he's, he's sitting over there quietly brewing. Well, I can I can see you're going to say something. I know no, what's happening. I, I, what I was just going to say is, if we ever intend on having a zero rotol, yeah, it'll be with driverless cars. Yeah, I don't yeah. think we as people will ever be able to achieve that themselves. No matter how safe we drive, how safe the cars get, you know, whatever changes. I think as long as humans are in control, we will not ever have a zero rotol. So it's it's not going to happen. Yeah, right? it's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, it's just very interesting to. I guess I'm very sorry for you know the loss of the life and everything else, but it also calls into question who's going to get blamed for this. There was yeah. also a person sitting in the car. Um, yeah, uh, but they it's. They weren't it, driving. They weren't driving. Just they, they were getting Ubered, essentially. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. The, the well, drive. There was a driver. Oh, it was a test. Okay. Yeah. To so. to like it was monitoring. It was, it was a self-driving car, 
but the, there was someone in the driver's seat, okay, not doing yeah. anything, just monitoring. Watching what was going on. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't a, 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 a full trip. It was just a test trip. So, yeah. So who's, you know, is that person also possibly, you know, going to get held responsible? Is there, maybe they should have pressed the brake on the car or something like that. Mm. And uh, then, once again, to the bigger argument, later on when there will be accidents involving self-driving cars, mm. Who's responsible if there's a death, especially in this situation? Who's going to be held responsible for this? I just think it's going to be even harder with coming come with insurance. So, yeah. like, uh, it's your word against the machines, essentially. It's a scary prospect as well because it's like the corporate, you know, people are going to blame Uber or blame the manufacturer of the car. And then you're going to have to go up against a corporation who's going to, you know, have lawyers and stuff and is going to prove, no, it was actually your fault. Yeah. So it's kind of a bit scary. It's a bit, it's a big can of worms that, that that's opening up yeah. now. Um, and I think it's 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 a real big topic that no one's really spoken about yet. Like no one's really you know delved that far into. They just be like, oh, yeah, it will happen. But yeah, it's but it's kind I of think yeah. These things unfortunately have to happen to yeah yeah. I mean you know I mean that's as horrible as it sounds. And you know I don't I don't mean it that way. But it's like you know to to get. Pro- progress can be violent you know you have to maybe you know break things down to th- mistakes have to happen f- to w- work out the kinks you have to make the mistakes so you can find out what the problems are does that make sense yeah and i certainly agree with you there as well as you said these things do have to happen because if we don't go into you know this kind of autonomous vehicle technology if we just keep things as they are uh, well yeah. over a thousand people that died in Victoria was it? Yeah, it's yeah. not. Yeah, it's not it's like on the road. Yeah. So we're not. You know, that's that's not going to change. People are still going to keep dying. Yeah. At least if we do progress this way, we can possibly end up getting that to zero, or at the very least, lower. Like yeah. lower, significantly lower. Because it keeps getting higher with human drivers. So yeah. at least this way, you know, it'll go down. I just think like we're all too distracted in our own worlds these days. Like you know, with, with with the with the massive rise of technology, phones. Yeah. Um, like, like you see it all the time. If you do, do this in your cars, if you're listening, you know now, or, or you know, if you, you guys on your way home, just, just if you're sitting in traffic, just look around you, and you'll, I guarantee you'll find someone on their phone, hundred percent. And, and look, I, I'm, I'm look, I'm, I'm not putting any fingers, but we've all been guilty of doing it. Um, but you know, it's, it's a fact. We, we get distracted so easy. Yeah. And you know, it's mistakes happen when you're distracted. It's as simple as that. Over a lot of information, how many notifications do we get if we put our phone down? If depending on how many notifications you got switched on, we're gonna get thirty, forty notifications an hour. Most yeah. normal people would, especially for Facebook ones. Yeah. So every single one of them is a distraction. If you got your phone sitting there, every time it beeps, you're gonna look at it. That means you're distracted. I think the best what you were saying earlier, Maddie, about on the way home, have a look. Yeah. Go on to YouTube. A lot of motor vloggers, the guys that have got the little, little GoPros, yeah. they record their videos. Have a look at there's a very there's a guy out of Sydney, Adrian Nickelodeon, a um, bit of an entertainer, but he's been on this campaign for many years now about get rid of the phone, and he will literally pull up next to somebody, mm-hmm. knock on the window, get him to pull the window down, and pass them a note to say that his friend died because somebody was on the phone yeah. and they ran him over. So he's been on this campaign for many years. So have a look at some of his videos about mobile phones, yeah. and he's done compilations of those. Same thing. People do some silly things with their phones and just so distracted. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's real and it's getting worse. So unless we bring, bring autonomy back into this, I guess the irony of that whole story was, I'm not sure if it was XC60 or XC90. I'm not, um, it was, it was some it was sort 90. of LTV, yeah. Either way, yeah, so they, I think that car itself was rated as the safest car in the world. Yeah, well, there you go, yeah. So, you know, like that is the safest car. So something has happened, plus it's got all this autonomous kit in it. Yep. So yeah, something's gone wrong. Yeah, I, I heard about that, and I'm I'm like, it's uh, a bit of a con- contradiction to the vehicle. Yeah, yeah, definitely. However, you know, if that was to be processed in court, they would start eliminating everything. XC90. They, they work out who was at fault. It'd be the cyclist. Everyone blames the cyclist, but uh, you know, had someone in the driver's seat braked. It could have been avoided. But, so the, yeah. the car but I think I think the thing is, is like even if someone was driving, it's like it's it wouldn't have changed anything. I think that's the it wasn't the autonomous thing that was at fault. It was like it was an unavoidable collision. Time circumstantial. Yeah. Well, um, we've got Anthony in the studio now. What's happening? Uh, not much, guys. A little bit late, but better late than never. At the end of the day, that's it, mate. We'll, we'll, we'll get to what we're going to talk about the, very very shortly. 
Um, but yeah, back on back on this, it's um, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate, but like as you said, James, like sometimes we have to have, like, as humans get get a wake up call. Yeah, and, I mean, and like I think that guy, like you were talking about, uh, uh, Reza, um, if he's given those people that note. They'll be like, holy crap, you know, I could have killed somebody. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, the people who make their autonomous cars can use this as a learning experience. I mean, yeah, like, well, we can only go forward from here, but at the end of the day, um, it's still, I mean, it's still a life loss, but, you know, it's, it's I, I, I hate to, to be to be the, you know, be that person, but, you know, the, well, we need this as a, we need this as a wake-up call. Um, and, you know, just to say, okay, well, it, you know, we humans make errors, I don't think the machine made the error. I think um, the, uh, I'm not too sure the full, the full, the full deeds yet. But like, um, if there's an error there somewhere, and you know, it couldn't be avoided. So, I was uh, initially just going to say because I spend most of my day, most of my working day in a truck, we get a very good vantage point. And oh yeah, you would. Yeah, you'd have the best one. Best in the I'd house. say at least fifty percent of people around are on their phone. Uh, not consistent, not constantly, but some of them are just checking it once in a while at the lights. Some people are just texting while driving I think I've seen one person watch a YouTube video I've seen driving. plenty of those you're kidding yeah on the freeway you'll have people watching YouTube videos while they're driving and that is that's shocking and the thing <laughs> is the thing is the coppers can't do anything about that because they're not touching it because they're not touching the phone I mean wow. that's 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 how far it's getting and people are getting distracted by that so what's there to say if they're watching YouTube videos while they're driving on a freeway doing 100 kilometers an hour what would you be behind the wheel of? But I thought I thought if you had like that, that's the reason like when you Does that still count as distracted distraction yeah because yeah, like because like when, when you've got like uh, when you, if you want to get like a screen installed into your car um, if it's especially if it's at the front it has to be connected to your handbrake because you because you or uh, bypassed or bypassed yes if, uh, nudge nudge the brand West Coast warm. customs the brand, yes <laughs> but um yeah like that, that's the whole point of it so you don't you don't get distracted um but that's nuts like I like I, I can't I can't believe people do that and and then people have the audacity to sort of say the cops are doing the wrong thing especially the cops that are on their motorbikes i think they're the ones that are catching all the everybody that's on their phones they are you know i was i was um actually i picked up the typhoon because uh, uh, i got the brakes and that done and i was driving home and um i was coming off the freeway and I'm turn- i was turning right to just just to, i was about like a minute from my house and, there, and there's like an underpass bridge Anyway, um, I'm creeping up, and it's, it's a bit of traffic there, so um, I'm stop, stopping the traffic. This bike, uh, this cop, uh, cop on a motorbike, came up slowly, just looking inside the car, just just going past each and every car, just just having a, having a quick peek. And like my phone was on the seat, like I, I don't touch it when I drive, but I'm like, fire! If I would have just checked my, my phone for like that, that split second, I would have I would have been done. And you know what? I, I would have deserved it too, because you know it's it's my own fault for being for being so stupid and and and, and doing that. But like I'm just like, you can't see him come. You don't you don't know they're there. Um, they'll they'll come up to you that quick and then th- that's it. Especially yeah. when you are distracted because yeah. those, those videos wherever uh, I think a lot of times it's New South Wales police. Yeah, they, they do. End up yeah. putting up their videos where the uh, yeah the, the motorbike cop uh, just you know looks at the driver. The driver's still on their phone. It's like ten seconds later they're still on the phone. <laughs> it's a tap on the window. <laughs> Pull over here, mate. We're gonna have a chat about why you're on a phone. Yeah. But I think it's not enough for people to not be on their phones because they're afraid a cop might see them. They shouldn't be on their phones because it's dangerous and they shouldn't be doing it. That's the biggest. So. You know, that's the thing. I think a lot of motorists don't understand that you can't even look at it while you're stationary because you're still in control of the motor vehicle. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, I mean, if you have it in park and handbrake up, it's, it still doesn't matter if you're, if you're, on, if you're on a road. Um, I just think just don't do it. It's it's beyond, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not worth killing yourself or killing others. And, yeah, and if we put the danger aside while you're stationary that you're using your phone, Nine times out of ten, you're going to miss the, when the light screen. Yeah. So you're just inconveniencing other motorists. Yeah. Because you're going to be distracted. You know, if you're looking to the light and straight to your phone, you're not going to be paying attention to your phone either. So you're wasting your time. It's just you, if you're not, you know, endangering people, you're at the very least inconveniencing them. Yeah. I remember. I think I saw a stat. It's like if you're driving a 100 case around and you you flick it, you have a, have a quick peek at your phone and look up, you've lost like 100 meters, like like in the, yeah. in like a space of a second. Um. And I'm like, far out. That is like, that's that's legit scary. Like, like that's essentially going blind for going blind for for a minute because you can't you can't see what's coming. Well, to put it into perspective, 2008 was when iPhone was launched, ten years ago. Yeah. How have our habits changed so massively, quickly massively. that we are now that distracted by these devices that are in our pockets? Um, yeah, it's it's crazy to see how much progression can be made and how habits are formed in such a short period of time. I mean, look, smartphones are like an awesome device, but like at the end of the day, 
just walking, even walking down the street, like you, everyone's just like phone, phone yeah. to their face. And but I remember like someone was complaining. I can't remember who it was. It was probably like Fitzy and Whipper or something. <laughs> it was one of those things. But someone's complaining. It was like before smartphones, you had the keypad on your phone. Yeah. So it's like you could text and drive, but not take your eyes off the road because you could feel the buttons. <laughs> and he was complaining. He's like, now with smartphones, you have to look at the screen. And I'm like, that's stupid. Like, that's still dangerous. <laughs> but <laughs> See, I guess it's one of those things that gets me my... I'll, I'm admitting to it, I guess, technically committing a crime. But my use of a phone while driving is primarily just to say... Okay, Google, text said person. Well, once again, Google activates. Yeah. Just tell Google to text a person that I'm here or on the way. Yeah. Um, apart from that, I do not use my phone. Yeah. Uh, I already set my music at the start if I'm going to listen to phone music, and that's it. Yeah. And it's just, it blows me away that, you know, you're going to have a full conversation with a person while you're driving this car. If you really want to, you can call them using a hands-free system. If you need to have this back and forth with the person, you know, that's what phones do, call people. Or you could just pull over yeah. and stop and then make a phone call then. But it just the fact that you need to check your Facebook and quickly respond to you know, some kind of notification while you're driving, it just that I will never understand. That's going to get worse with people getting onto their probationary licenses. People, I mean, kids that have grown up with this stuff, you know, that are 17, 18, they get way more notification than I guess what a lot of us do. I think like an issue with them is like half of them don't even want to get their license anymore anyway. So like one, they don't need it. Well, yeah, so, you'd like to think, I mean, with Uber and that sort of stuff around and with more competition, I hope those sort of people don't get behind the wheel. Yeah. But I think like one of the reasons I like autonomous driving is like, so I can play on my phone <laughs> and see a car. And it's like maybe, you know, kids growing up who aren't as interested in getting a license it's so like in the future, they'll have the opportunity to just sit in an autonomous vehicle and play on their phone, yep. which I guess, you know, is not great for the car lifestyle that you guys are in for, <laughs> but it's like, it's good for road safety. It is. I mean, look, we've got to go to another break. Um, we'll come back right after this. So, Peter, get us out to the break, please. We're, we're back on, on Car Talk. Um, Anthony's back in the, in, the, in the main seat. So, thanks. Thanks, James. Um, Big event coming up this weekend, Anthony. Uh, we've got the Pasea already. It's, a, it's Nugget, nut, Nationals. Nugget Nationals. Um, up at Winton on Sunday. Um, so basically, uh, if, you, if you're a listener of the show, or even if, you, if you're not, uh, thanks, for, thanks for jumping on board. We have a race car. Um, it is the, the 91 uh, Toyota, Toyota Paseo. Paseo, which we call Passnuts, or what's the other name for it? Uh, Bobo, because of the registration. Oh, no, that's right. Uh, yeah, b- yeah, no, yeah, no. yeah. B- B- Bobo, which is the registration due to club registration, so 8080. Um, um, referencing, obviously, The Simpsons, for those who are familiar with it. Yeah, so um, the first time we took it out, it was a bit of a, it was a, bit of a mess. Um, had really, really... Uh, Stock standard other than slotted rotors, which we put on prior to track purposes. And heavy duty pads. Yeah, and have a dew pads. Um, which actually took a beating and they were fine. It, yeah. it, the car had no fade after re- re- repeated laps of just abuse. Um, oh, on top of that. And very minimal rest time between uh, between heats as well because we did have two two time slots that had, uh, I think it was maybe a five or a ten minute break between <laughs> races. So the car did not have a chance to cool down at all. I, I remember James just like looking, he's like, this, this car is like going to die. <laughs> Well, I think out of all the races, you guys had the most runs. Yeah. So you, yeah. so the Paseo did the most work, work of any car. Yeah, well, there, there were actually five heats that get run, um, Group A, B, C, D, and E, um, and we had one slot in Group A, um, and I think it was one slot C. in C. <laughs> C was so, so it was literally the case of between the next heat, there was maximum of two heats before the next race basically was run. Um, which is basically enough time to get the car into the into its little parking spot. Yep. Um, open the bonnet, it, let it cool a bit. Yep. Open the bonnet, let it cool down for you know five minutes while it did its thing, and then basically get ready to jump back on the track again. Um, let alone between when it was that one rap, one lap difference, it's enough time basically to change over and get ready to you know, change driver and go go again. Because um, because so, you've got to go grid up and and yeah and, and get out there exactly. But this time we're going to be a bit easier on it because we're only we're only doing it in the in in our one group, so it'll be once every I guess hour ish. Yeah, thereabouts. Thereabouts, um, probably once every forty minutes or so. So it'll it'll probably it'll have a bit bit more of a bit more of a break. 
Um, but we've also beefed up the car this time, so now now we've actually got some suspension that works. Yeah, um, so we've got some some heavy duty coils on there finally. Um, Page and our springs. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, not not coils. We don't actually do. We've still got the stock uh, struts that are in there, but, but just just heavy duty firmer springs that are lower, um, which are going to be better than that from ninety one. Let's cut be honest. the springs like real races. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> Dude, the car did the pretty girl rock on every corner, and it was just like, exactly. like this, and exactly. it was like, yeah, you know what? It's 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 so so not helping us. And cutting the springs doesn't work. My brother's um, uh, what's it called? Accent had cut springs. You'd go more than thirty, and the car'd be bumping and jumping all over the road. It was like legit dangerous to drive. My mum drove it on the freeway. She's like, what the hell is wrong with this car? <laughs> She's like, I almost died. Uh, at the end of the day, as well. I mean, if if they are the stock springs, as well. I mean, how old are they? But I think the biggest the bigger issue there is like the um the spring the spring uh uh press like the um the rate the the um the, the, the rebound rate yeah so like if you if you're if you're cutting that if you're cutting them like uneven on each side mm. it's going to affect the car it majorly you need to cut it pretty much exactly where it needs to be cut otherwise they're all going to be uneven but it also depends if it's a um if it's a progressive spring if it's a progressive yeah, spring um you yeah, know it should be fine um but, but when yeah. was the last time you heard a ninety one percent that had progressive springs? Yeah, and when was the last time you heard a 91 Perseo actually on a racetrack? Um, so. uh, in our instance, it wasn't that long ago, but uh, yeah, it's not not a common occurrence. But yeah, look, um, so we've got that. We've got a we've got a Momo steering wheel um, and a Dragon Ball Z shi- uh, shifter. shifter which yeah, that's is, got to at least add you know, another 15, 15 kilowatts. kilowatts yeah. um, we've now got... Um, semi-slicks. Semi-slicks on the tyres, which is going to make a huge difference compared to the Prius. <laughs> um, as well as we know and have steelies. Yes, we've actually got uh, some ROH adrenalines. Which yep, are... which have been uh, cut back and painted fluoro green, just for good measure. Yep. So it's um it's going to be legit. We're um hopefully going to shave. I want to. Sh- I think we can at least shave three to four-ish seconds off it. Yeah, I, I would even expect maybe a little, little bit more because I mean we managed to get under two minutes between the three of us. Uh, in our runs, I think I had a minute fifty-eight around the track. I think you and Matt were like a minute fifty-five or fifty-four or something about that. So I mean, if we managed to get down to a minute fifty, um, with obviously being able to go through corners, going you know a lot yeah. harder into corners <clears throat> due, in, due to the tires, the less body roll going through it as well. well. I was just surprised how much how much time the car lost, like just rolling around in, in those corners. Yeah, um, it feels so much more like I, I, like I drove it not too long ago, and it, and it feels so much more planted. It feels, oh. it feels it, it's it's a changed car, really. Oh, it's it's nowhere near how it was beforehand. But I mean, at the end of the day, as well, if you're able to go through corners and not have your tires squealing at you, <laughs> they're uh, squealing going straight. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, but mind you, as well. I mean, we we still managed to get pretty high up there on the on the straights as well. I think I managed to hit probably about one forty or one fifty. Yeah, I hit over one forty. Yeah. Um, which is impressive, but let alone being able to go into the corners a lot harder now. Obviously, within reason, because I mean, let's be honest, it's still a Paseo with uh, with no airbags or safety. I just think it's um, our biggest uh, thing that we're going to get with this car. Is the handling? We're not, we're not going to get any more performance out of it. It's as simple no. as that. It's, it's, no. not, it's not going to go any harder. I think what we can what we can do is because it's a real momentum car. So like if you can can maintain the speed through the corners, it, it'll be it'll be mad on 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 the track and in you know in the bends really. And the be- the best part about it as well, it's got the uh, aerodynamics of a triangle. So I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's a lot better than the other competitors, which are relatively boxy. Um, so I mean, that's a good advantage for us as well. Um, you know. But as I said, oh, and on top of that as well, we've now actually serviced the car. Ah, uh, yes. Because um, beforehand we did change over the spark plugs in it, which were pretty short. Um, but it was still running the standard oil that we got when we did buy the car from the uh, from the dealership. Um, so we've now actually got the car serviced, which was actually due. I think it was end of 2016 <laughs> that the recommended service was due. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, that that was pretty pretty black oil, as you'd imagine, especially so it- after our track event yeah so, so we, we put some good oil in it and obviously new filter um so she's pretty much ready to go um i'm just keen to like do like a like a, like a warm-up lap and, and just 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 feel the difference in in the mm. corners because it's so much more stiffer too oh huge um i guess i, I guess after this like have you put a pod filter on it yet no no but we How were considering you? it we <laughs> were considering it and the reason why that is our crossover pipe into the air intake was actually split um and we did find uh well, obviously, a little bit harder to find at a wreckers to, to find a Paseo, I mean, let's be honest. Um, they yeah, don't exist. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but we did manage to find a crossover pipe on eBay from the States that somebody was selling it for $260 plus postage. So I'm like, that's not going to happen. No. And we did manage to find then an air intake for $30 um, with a pod filter. 
Um, now, we haven't got around to actually buying that yet. We're probably just going to do an attachment for the moment, but I mean... <laughs> It is possible and it is tempting. Duct tape saves the world, Anthony. Duct tape saves the world. I wonder how you'd go rally driving it. That'd be be awesome. Yeah, that would be. You you could just rip the hammock every corner and and, um, just just see the front just going nuts. Oh, exactly. That'd be fun. Just, just, just we'll have have one set of uh, lowering springs for when we actually race track it, and then we'll have a set of uh, raising springs for when we actually chuck around a rally track with yeah, four by four tyres. Did you, did, Peter? Did you actually go to your rally experience yet, or did you? Um, no, not yet. No, yeah, yeah. Because you, you got to come back and tell, tell us tell us how that goes. Because I'm 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 re- really keen to find out how that goes. But yeah, that's a great idea. Actually, we should just take it on, on like on a rally special stage and just have it the shit. Ne- ne- next thing we'll do we'll do the Dakar rally in it, <laughs> just, just for good measure. So we're looking to sponsor, you know. Yes. If you're trying to get to the Dakar rail. It's going to cost a bit. <laughs> In a Paseo. In a Paseo, come on. We, we can well, get a few sponsors going. Plenty of space for decals and, you know, you're <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's essentially a white fridge, so please um, sponsor us. <laughs> oh, I think I'm getting a call from Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> the Paseo reminds me of that car where they said, dude, where's my car? Yeah. Similar to. Yeah. It, 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 it's, unusual. It, it, it's a very unusual looking car. Um, it, it's like a coupe, but... It's like it's like it had an elephant sat on the front of it, so it's like really, really flat. So this here will determine. This question will determine whether you'll be able to get an additional fifty kilowatts or not. Okay. What has it got? A cassette player or a CD player? CD, a CD player. player. CD player. It's, it's yeah. advanced. Actually, it's got have... Bluetooth as well, doesn't it? No. Ah. No. Uh, okay. AUX. CD player. I think uh, Super Eurobeat. Yes. If I get you, uh, if I get you the ultimate edition initial D disc, dude. If you give me that by by Sunday, I will I will have the GoPro recording in the car, listening to like your full Euro thing. <laughs> you <laughs> probably do. I'm in the 45. Oh yeah, well, 50 dude, kilowatts straight away. Oh, uh, it's it, it's instant double the power instant it's got. Gains. Instant gains. So that'll give it what 50 kilowatts. <laughs> well, I, I know I drove it with the aircon on, and it's like, it's it has it, the aircon takes nine of the ten horsepower the car actually does have. Um, but you know what? It's it's only it's a pretty light car. It's like eight hundred and so kilos. Yeah, it's less, less than a ton. Yeah, so it's definitely it's um it's it it moves all right. Like in comparison to to my to my laser, it, it it'd be right there. Like and my laser's got a lot more power than it. But a lot um, older as well. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry, the Paseo being a lot. Yeah, older. but um, but the laser's obviously a bigger, a heavier car. It's got all the safety, like it's got airbags and stuff. Some things that the the Paseo just weigh it down. Let's be honest. Who needs airbags? But yeah, no, I reckon um. If, if we get three seconds off, I'm like I'd love more, but if we get three seconds off, it'd be it'd be a, a it'd be a really good increase. Uh, I mean, you got to remember that three seconds in terms of like lap time is huge. Yeah. Um, and with those with those changes, I guess we can only keep going from there. So, so the next stage, we, 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 sway we, bars, sway bars. Um, I guess we can start looking at um, you know, different different links and like like you know, giving a bit more camber and and, and how much uh, weight reduction has been done to the car so far? Well, um, spare tire. That's about it. Yep. Back seats? No, they were in there last time. So we're taking about this time. We're thinking about it. Um, Maybe. I mean, there there is the effort involved in actually unbolting it. Yeah, but again, it, it is probably third, like twenty kilos in there. Mm. That should be easy access to the fuel pump then when you want to turbocharge it. You know, <laughs> doesn't, quali- doesn't qualify for nuggets, unfortunately, turbocharge or supercharge. E85. Just we'll give it an E85 tune and should be right. Up to compression. Up to compression. As I said, what, what we need to do is just uh, straight pipe it. Straight pipe. I agree. Mm. Yes. It'll, it'll be loud, but it'll be um, but it'll be fun. But but I guess the best part about the Nugget Nationals is that like we actually drive it there, and it's like it's like it's it's cheap motorsport. Um, the car essentially costs us nothing to run. Mm-hmm. It costs I, think, us... I think it costs us about forty bucks to fill up for the track day, or maybe fifty bucks to fill it up. Because um, we're on club reg on it, so that's eighty bucks for the year. Um, you got to register with obviously a car clubs. So that's hundred bucks for your first year, or, and fifty dollars every year, and fifty bucks after that. And it's like okay, and you need that's right. Obviously, you need a fire extinguisher in there as standard to actually race the car. Good old um, SCA help me out with that. Yeah, yeah, good old SCA. <laughs> um, and then also you need your track license, which if you do a day, it's like twenty nine bucks. Yeah, or thereabouts, or if you choose to go for the year um, and race as many times as you want. I think it was like 80 bucks or 90 bucks. I've got to buy my one, actually. I've yeah, probably makes got, two of us. Probably got to do that tomorrow or something. Nah, it's, oh. pr- it's pretty fast. I've got, I've, got a, I've got a spare period. Hopefully, I don't get an extra so I can, I can exactly. quickly jump on a bike. But I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, we, we bought the car for 1300 bucks, and you know, other than modifying it, you're essentially chucking it on the track and you're good to go for 1500 bucks. Um, you're laughing. I just think it's like the best form of form of motorsport because it's it's so pure and um, essentially cheap. Like like as much as I'd love to take my F6 out there, I wouldn't want to do it because 
one, I, I wouldn't trust myself, and two, I wouldn't trust other people. Um, and you know, if if anything goes wrong, I'm not covered. And this is a thirteen hundred dollar car. If I crash it, or if we crash it, it's like let's get another one. Like yeah. it's it's really. No, that's the best part about it. I mean, it's it's an affordable car for your average Joe. It is. Um, if they want to throw a race race car, uh, a car around a racetrack, yeah. um, and not have any worries or concerns if the car blows up or or otherwise. I just think it's all about getting out there too. Like, um, it's, mm. I've always wanted to race in a track, and I got I got you know with you and your brother, I got that opportunity to do that last year. I mean, I've been there a quarter mile and stuff, but like this was like um, it's a different experience. It's a different experience. This was like I remember gritting up. I was like you know. I could hear my heart start to pound, and I'm like, "Yeah, this is this is this is like it's legit happening." And I got on the track, and and you know, it was one of the best experiences I've had. Like, it's, it's one thing to go go karting; it's another thing to actually have a full size car yeah. that you're chucking around that has a clutch and gearbox and everything else that's going on instead of just say a single speed accelerator and brake. Yeah. Um, yeah, just just having that more that you need to be more spatially aware of everything that's going on. You've got a lot more room, and that. Yeah, you, you're in a car, the, the thing that you just drive to the racetrack that you're actually throwing it around and just hammering it, other than, you know, being as safe as you can be, but otherwise, no care in the world. Yeah, it's um, it's it, it's it's a great feeling, and I, definitely something I recommend for you guys to do. And I, I know you'll get some similar feelings to that when you when you go on the on the rally experience, Peter. Yeah. Um, it, it's, yeah, definitely, if you get the chance of just getting out there and having a go, it's, it's freaking awesome. What's the um, go with insurance on the track? No insurance, right? Um, so under ours, we've only got third-party fire and theft on the car. Um, I know that Shannon's offer... No, they don't. They don't anymore. They don't anymore, no. Um, well, apparently they never did. Because no. I'm, I'm with Shannon's on the phone, and I call, I call them up. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, so I'm just out of curiosity, do you guys do, uh, do track? He's like, is that a common misconception? We, we've never done it. We don't do it. Um, and, yeah, I don't think many insurances no i i, I don't I, know of any that does no the only one that i ever heard was that shannon's did offer track insurance and i'm i'm, I'm almost certain that they did because i, I, told, I said that to god i'm like i've heard numerous people tell me that he's like no we've never done it mm. I'm like, okay that's um but yeah there would be very few people very few insurance companies that would offer it because it's obviously such a high risk oh yeah um, i mean but yeah, obviously, as soon as you go onto a track, there's basically no insurance. I, I, I guess what it, you have to do is then get your car towed from the track, put onto the side of the road, and then you call up the insurance company. Yes, and say so you had a hit and run. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't do that, but that's something that somebody might do. Advice with Alan. <laughs> so definitely get the cold air intake. Yeah, in the pod. Yeah, it'll it'll make it sound good. Oh yeah, um, it does. It'll have a bit of that, that that induction noise, which which would be great, um, especially because it's so quiet around the track. <laughs> you can't even hear it go past. Has it got a resonator box, like an extra? It's um, it's stock. It's a stock. It's stock exhaust. Um, it's got it's got a back box. It's got a, it's got a, it's got another middle box. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's pretty muffled. Like you you, mm. you won't be able. Like I, I definitely think we need to open it up and. Cannon. Yeah, just 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 get a cannon and um, well, Alan loved the idea of the straight pipe, so. No. Yeah. Uh, oh, how, how about we I'll just remove? Hope you do it. How about we just remove from the manifold? <laughs> just take it from the manifold. <laughs> just, just go all out. <laughs> the car will catch fire, but that's all right. Yeah. It'll, it'll be fine. It'll sound uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Um, highly recommend it. It's it's the best, most cheapest form of motorsport just just to get out there. Um, but I also I also think like on the track, especially because some you you are getting around with some faster cars as well. Like like because you know to fill in the spots, people bring you know, more powerful cars. Um, it's like the, it, it's a good courtesy they give you. Um, they know you're in an underpowered car, um, and, and if someone's a better driver than you, you you will just like let them pass, and and they will be happy. For, you know, they won't like you know be up your ass and be deliberate, but they'll they'll give you that that time just to get off the road, get off the way, which is good. Um, especially if if they're coming in hot to a corner, you're like, yeah, I'm gonna get out of the way of that. And you can just keep your eye on the mirror. So it's something that that I've gotten real like I got to get used to real quick because I had like Porsches and like Evos like flying past me. I'm like, holy crap, this is this is nuts. And here I am in like a ten horsepower, you know, car. Um, but once you get your head around that, and it's it's about that, you know, that spatial awareness. It's it, you have a ball. Um, my my first time out there, I was like, holy crap, what the hell am I doing? I was getting all, all my brake zones. You know, I, I I didn't have any training, so like I was I was missing all my missing all my brake points, and I was like, you know, understeering and then then um, lift off oversteering, which which was a bit fun on the second last corner. But um, yeah, definitely. Definitely, really, uh, a really good experience, and I, I can't wait for this Sunday. It's gonna be, yeah, it's, it's gonna, gonna be awesome. But even comparative, I mean, go karts, for example, they still see back, you know, fifteen hundred bucks for for a decent entry yeah. level point. And we bought the car itself for thirteen hundred dollars. So I mean, comparative to go karting, it's cheaper. It is, <laughs> and more fun. Look, we gotta get to our last break of the night. Um, we'll be right back after this. Back on car talk. Um, yeah. So just finalizing on that point. Um, 
definitely if you if you're a big car guy and um you know you really want to go on a track don't miss the opportunity if you can i mean it can be a bit pricey but if you go on it with some mates you can usually make it a bit cheaper um and i think we've got a cool little crew um so yeah definitely a a, a, a lot of fun so yeah that's that that's what's that's the big news I'll, i'm going to be doing like a like a live feed from from there on sunday so if, if you're listening check out facebook page um it's car talk with manny j I'll, I'll be there doing a doing a um I'll, I'll go live again like i did last time and and um you know i might even try to do like a like an in cam uh in car um one take around the track which will which will be which will be a bit of fun don't use your phone while you drive I won't be using. I'll be going to be using the GoPro, Anthony. So. <laughs> well, you said you were going to do it live, so. I mean, oh yeah, true, true. Yeah, actually, but that that'd probably be really stupid. Well, not really. I mean, if you set up a phone now and had it attached to the dash, then it would. But you know what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else has been happening with you guys? Uh, any any car updates before we head off? I may be purchasing an exhaust tonight. There's a 10% off sale, so I'm planning on making the most of it. Very nice. Turbo back? Yeah, turbo back. Okay, sick. Uh, what brand? Probably the Ultrex. Okay, yeah. That's the most bang for buck as far as I can see. Um, so that comes with, uh, is it two and a half or three? Uh, I think it's three. Okay, nice. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, about to hit a milestone with my 2014 Hyundai Accent. Ooh. 90,000 Ks. There you go. That's as much of an update as I've got. Round of applause for the Accent, guys. Round of applause, really. And my car's due for service. <laughs> Which means more tune, more power. Yep, yep. So that'll be um, that'll definitely be getting a, a bit bit of extra work on it. I do want to get the valve springs put in. Um, they are a barrel weak point. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, at the moment, um, mine's a 2009, so it has had a, a fair bit of work, you know, a fair bit of, uh, bit of driving going on with it. It's got now 130,000 Ks thereabouts. Um, they were getting valve float beforehand. Normally, my tuner blue power run about 15 psi or thereabouts, I believe, and I currently think they're running about 12. Yeah. Because they were getting valve float, um, yep. which is to be expected as standard valve springs are old. Yeah, exactly. It's it's you know now nine years old, basically the car. So there's a little bit more wear going on with it. Yep. Um, but I mean, obviously got the crow cams um, ready to go. Ready to go. They're sitting there. Just need to be installed. Um, and then they'll do their high performance service where they, you know, go over all your boost solenoids and sensors and everything else under the sun and put the right filters and right oil going into it and then retune it. Um, yep. and hopefully get some good gains out of it. I mean, I'd be expecting, you know, hopefully 300 thereabouts. That, 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 that's my goal. Um, if I manage to get there, I'll be over the moon. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, any gain is still going to be a gain. So I can't exactly complain with that either. Speaking of Barrys, um, did you see Monte Carmel's latest video? Um, they, they, I think they just dropped it today. Uh, it was like their fastest car versus slowest car. So they put the Cresta against the um, the Mira. Ah, uh, I did see that. I didn't actually watch the video yet, but I did see that <laughs> did go up. Um, they they they're pumping a bit more boost through through the barrel, and it got a nine uh, a nine sixty on the quarter mile, which is pretty ridiculous for an unopened engine. Um, I think at the end like that had because Benny drove it, and Benny's like. It's pretty crazy for you know for a stock block um, to produce that. that it's got like got like five hundred and seventy something kilowatts, like uh, on the reach and on the eighty five, which is just insane. Mm. Um, shows that they're actually a pretty strong engine. What did the mirror make? The mirror, the mirror did a seventeen nine, I believe. That's not too bad. I thought the, his first one was like an eighteen point three, and then um, he's like, he's like, oh, you know, I'll just dump the clutch, and he dumped the clutch, and he got a seventeen, got a seventeen nine, which which is which is pretty good, but um. It was funny because um when he was when he was racing the the, the Cresta the Cresta just like waited for him to to go away he's like oh, I'll catch him now so he just, he just caught caught him like real quick but yeah that's um that's had some more power put through it so it makes actually a really good a really good drag car um so definitely hashtag Barra the world and I did I did see a Barra in a in a Bird crown I tagged you in that one there the other day you did and but I I saw I can top that because t- today I saw one in a in a BMW three uh, E thirty in Sweden, and the, I don't know how they they, they must have imp- they obviously would have imported a barrel over there, and this thing's doing a wheelie like off the line, and I'm like, yeah, that's pretty nuts, um, but yeah, still pretty damn cool. So, barrel of the world, barrel of the world. What about you, Peter? Any any news with your car? Just did the front rotors, yep, brake pads, and uh, service on the weekend. Yep, getting there. Oil consumption, timing yes. chains. Com- that's a timing tick, uh, timing bomb. Yeah, it's um. They all kind of do it in, the, in those V6 Commodores, um, or in the later ones anyway. Uh, so you, from piece of consumer advice, because we don't really do a lot of it here, um, if you are in the market for a VZ to a VF V6 Commodore, 
be careful of the timing change. They do stretch. Um, it is kind of inevitable, even if you're using good oil and stuff. Um, just just be careful with them. Um, you know, just expect to get it done when, when they're when they're due. And then, yeah, get them done. Um, but unfortunately, it's, it is a very expensive service. Series two and 2012 onwards. You're right. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Well, um, I thought it was the whole way across, but yeah, mm. you know, I mean, you own the car, so you'd, yeah. you'd yeah. But yours is. A, I didn't do my homework at the start. Ah, okay. So, so yours is a series one, isn't it? Yep. Yep. Okay. But yeah, definitely keep keep an eye out for that if you're in the market from I guess so so from VZ to VE series one. Um, but yeah. But it looks like we're out of time, guys. Um, thank you all for coming in. It's always a pleasure. All good. Thank you. Awesome. Um, we'll catch you guys at the same time next week, 7 p.m. Uh, like and share our Facebook page. It's Car Talk with Manny J. If you've missed any of our previous podcasts, we're on iTunes. Just look up look up Car Talk with Manny J or um, on Chat Engine or just if you, even if you Google it, it will, it will come up. Ray, do you want to give your, your new site a pl- uh, plug and Facebook page a plug? Yeah, so Car Loop's just gone up. Uh, we've, we're looking for feedback. If you're interested in a new car or any sort of advice on it, jump onto Car Loop AU. Uh, our Facebook page is live and we're posting quite regularly on there. Yeah, uh, as I said, I've been seeing, been, been seeing your post uh, quite regular. Um, Alan and I were on there today. Um, and James from Mavis Movies, give your show a plug. Uh, Man vs. Movies every Tuesday at 6pm. Please like and share the Man vs. Movies Facebook page and rate, review and subscribe on iTunes. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Shout Engine and on your regular podcasting app. Cool. So um, we'll we'll be back next week talking about the Nugget Nationals, um, how we went. Hopefully the car doesn't blow up, and hopefully we survive, um, which which will be a good start. Good start. And yeah, we'll come up. We'll come back with some um, some more car related topics as we usually do. But in the meantime, Peter, you can take us out. You can press automation on the on on the inspiration. And everyone, stay off your phones when you're on the road. Yes, yes. In the meantime, this has been Car Talk with Matty J. Take it easy.